everybody. Welcome back to Vikings Report with uh, he's Hannibal Smith. I am Holland Mad Murdoch and Tootsis. She's B.A. Baracus with the Mohawk. How's it going, guys? I love it when a plan comes together. Episode three. How you doing, Ted Glover? Not doing too bad, all things considered. How are you guys? How's it going, Drew Bunting? We're doing great. Doing great. So much team last night. Got the ass whooping put on them. They they did. They they in fact did. They got smoked. You know, I, I I'm obviously disappointed that they didn't win the national championship because duh. Um, but you know, it doesn't it doesn't sting as bad as a Vikings lost in the playoffs does you, you want to know why can, can I explain for just a quick second go ahead because Ohio State has won it all they won it in 2000 they've won it twice in my lifetime 2002 and 2014 so I, I've seen them win a championship which is all I ever want from the Vikings just one I've been blessed to see Ohio State win two and they've been on a gosh since they hired Trestle in 2000 or whatever it was this 20-year run of of just greatness. And I, I know they can't win it every year, but they're, they're in the conversation almost every year. And, and they put themselves in a position to be able to play for the ultimate prize. And I, I, I don't think you can ask any more than that from a team. Now it is fourth down the final play, unless they can stick it in the end zone. Andre Johnson, Roscoe Parrish, and Kellen Winslow and Dorsey under pressure throws it. Complete. The Buckeyes win. Getting that one championship certainly makes a difference. As long as you have one, I mean, yeah. we still. You believe we're at sixty years and still trying to fight for our first title here in uh, Viking Land? Like, and if you're a fan of another team, be it baseball or hockey or, or or basketball, whatever, and you've seen your team win a championship, then when they don't win it again, I mean, you want them to win, but it doesn't. For me, at least, yeah. maybe maybe it's different for other people, but it just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't sting as bad. Are you all right? Fine. And you? If if you know, well, I hey, I can just pop it something in the DVR and watch him walk all over Oregon or walk all over Alabama again. Right? You know. You know what I mean? So I do. I I was feeling for you last night, man. That was uh, I was going, man. Ted must just be bummed right now. And it was. I, I know was. we were talking back and forth during the game, and then all of a sudden you weren't around on the computer anymore, and I went, he's had enough. Oh, oh, hey, uh, just this just in from Twitter. I just Devonte Smith just scored again. <laughs> Tunes, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You Alrighty. have a new brand of trivia today. We're going to do yeah. the twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid. So that's going to be pretty cool. Nice. Speaking of trivia, we've got a great show for you today, tonight, whenever you watch it. Um, before we get going, before we tell you what's going on, first of all. Uh, Drew and Tunes and I just want to say thank you. We, we have been overwhelmed by the amount of uh, interest in the show through two episodes. We, we have, I think, almost 8,000 views on our first episode. Just broke 1,000 today. Um, please, if we've got a Facebook page, it's called uh, Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Go on Facebook if you have an account. Like it. Uh, like and subscribe and ring the bell on, on our YouTube show. And, and Tunes is correct me if I'm wrong, but if you go to Podbean, podbean.com you can you can get the podcast form whether it's for itunes or google or whatever every single one of our show's names no matter what platform we're on is the vikings report with drew and ted so 
download them and listen to them if you can't watch the video or if video's not your thing. But, but seriously, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been beyond, beyond our wildest expectations so far. So one thing we're, we're doing we like is uh, Drew has these jerseys uh, hanging in, in, in behind him. And so we're going to talk about who we got hanging behind you tonight. We got Alan Page and Paul Krause, um, two Viking Hall of Fame legends. Drew, what are your what are your favorite memories of of Paul Krause or Alan Page? Well, the Page one's never coming down. It's always going to okay. be this is going to be the one we move. Page, okay, it's the greatest defensive player this franchise has ever seen. So he greatest not- player. I think he's the greatest player. Period. But that's just me. Paul Krause, man. I mean, where do you start with Paul Krause? Ted? The guy, the ball skills he had in the secondary, he fit perfectly into Bud Grant's scheme. I mean, the guy's instincts that. Is, is the best safety. I mean, the only other safety I think it really comes close to him is Ed Reed and uh, different maybe style, of course, a different time, but Paul Krause, where do you begin with 81 career interceptions? If, 81. If, if there's a record in professional sports that will never be broken, it's that I would submit it's Paul Krause's 81 career interceptions. Exactly. Now, now here's a, here's a stroke of Viking genius when, when uh, Jim Finks, the GM, back when he hired Grant in 67, one of their first moves was to get Paul Krause from the Redskins. Now, the Redskins drafted Paul Krause in 1964. Yep. He had 12 interceptions his rookie year. By 1968, Paul Krause had 28 picks. He had, he had 28 picks in four seasons. I don't know how Washington let him get away. But you know the Vikings gave up to get Paul Krause? I can't remember. It wasn't very much. You'll never remember because it was Marlon McKeever, the linebacker, <laughs> and a seventh-round pick. Wow. Marlon McKeever really? and a seventh-round. That's a pretty good deal for the Vikings. That's almost like the Lou Brock trade for the, for, uh, for the Cardinals back when they got him from the Cubs. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned Krause and getting traded from, from Washington to Minnesota. The very first post when I was blogging, the very first post I ever did mm-hmm. on Daily Norseman was an interview of Paul Krause. Really? I wasn't, I wasn't even a front page writer yet. They, the, they had, it was, it was Chris Gates and Eric Thompson and one other guy. And they put kind of a call out said, Hey, we got this opportunity, but none of us can do it. And I said, Hey, I'll, I'll do it if that's okay. And I actually got to talk to him and I asked him about that. I said, why were you traded? He said the defensive coordinator at the time and him didn't get along. He wanted Kraus to not be as much of a center fielder as he was. He right. wanted to, he wanted him to play run support more. And, and Krause is like, no, <laughs> it's just, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Why don't you utilize my skills to what the defense can do here? And, and they just continually butted heads. So they traded him to the Vikings. And I mean, he just went on his hall of fame run. 28 picks and you get rid of the guy. I, I <clears throat> and then he ends up adding 53 more on as a Viking. Uh, do you know, he, he intercepted a total of 45 different quarterbacks in his career. In his Did he really? Career. Yeah. That, which was kind of, a, I always call Paul Krause. I think about, it, I call him the hundred man, the hundred man, because he had, not only did he have 81 interceptions, Ted, Paul Krause had 19 fumble recoveries. Really? So that means Paul Krause gave the ball back to his offense a hundred times, a hundred times. Find me another guy. You can start looking right now and you'll just throw away. Get your book out and start finding me another guy that's, that's turned it over a hundred times by himself. I, I, I don't think there is. I bet there you're is. not going to find him. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. 
definitely one of the greatest Vikings all time. One of my favorite Vikings. And I don't care about tackling. Bud Grant didn't want him to tackle. He said, you just sit back there and you intercept passes and get me the ball back. Play center field and give me the ball back. And that's exactly what he did. Matter of fact, when when Krause got interviewed after that Super Bowl against Miami, when they had to make all those tackles on Larry Zonka, they interviewed him afterwards. He goes, I'm not used to that. I'm not not used to – I don't have to – this defense, I'm not – if I'm making tackles in this defense, we're in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, so – uh, we got a big show for you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit Vikings, of course, because that's, you know, we're Vikings report. We're not Drew's report. Uh, <laughs> Lord knows we don't have two weeks for that. <laughs> we, we'd, need, uh, we'd need Miranda rights read first before we did that, I think. Do you even know the Miranda rights? Oh, right. Do you have the right to remain an attorney? We got some NFL coaching talk. Uh, we've got a viewer yeah. question we're going to answer, and then uh, we've got $25,000 pyramid trivia, yeah! and, then, and then we get to week oh. two of the playoff picks, oh. where Drew's warming up the Buckeye Battle Cry lyrics. I bet you can <laughs> send you those lyrics. I am in big trouble, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about something that hasn't been so great lately, and that's been the Viking special teams, and, and oh. I think... I think the day after our last episode, when we talked about Gary Kubiak resigning um, or probably resigning, it was announced that Vikings special teams coach uh, Marwan Malouf, Malouf, the (laughs) is on fire. We don't need no kicker. Let the special teams burn, burn, special teams burn. (laughs) We don't need no water. Let the mother he, he is not being retained. His con- he not wasn't technically fired. His his contract is not being renewed. Shocker. Either way, uh, Drew, how bad were the special teams? He's was the this worst. release warranted? He is literally the worst special teams coach I've ever seen. You are literally the meanest person I've ever met. We were last in punt returns. Last in kickoff and punt return coverage. Also last in punt returns themselves. With K.J. Osborne, I think they average a yard a punt return or something. So many mistakes. I mean, the two blocked punts in one game, that should have got him out the door probably right after that game. But, I mean, all those field goals, including four field goal misses in Tampa Bay week 14, but that's not really on him. It's more on Bailey than it is a special team. Yeah. I mean, can't, Maloof can't do anything about missing a kick, I guess. But it's, it's in the special teams category, so it all adds in. So they were at the bottom in just about every statistical category. Special yes. teams wise. Yes. Um, and it, it, it strikes me that I can't remember that the entire special teams was this bad, like this whole all season long. There's usually one or two areas that the Vikings could hang their hat on. Well, we've got a pretty good punt and kick return game. Our coverage, eh, but we got good returners or we've got a good kicker. If our kicker's not good, you know, something else was was okay that that made you think you got something you can work with here, but there, there's nothing. There's the, the coverage teams were not very great. The, the return units were, were pretty terrible all the way around. You retool it just like they needed to go back and retool everything from the roster on up. You start get the new special teams coach in there and whoever that may be. I, I can't, I don't have a list of special teams coaches in front of me. <laughs> really? We're, we're not going into that kind of detail here. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. What kind of show is this? 
I so, think it, I think it starts with with just getting a new positional coach and redoing the whole thing because it can't you can only you can't get any worse, can it? I don't think so, but I really think that the poor special teams play is a reflection of roster depth. Generally, if you have pretty good roster depth, because those those <clears throat> second and third string guys are your guys that are generally playing special teams. Sure. Um, and when you don't have a lot of talent at, at, at your two and three deep, then consequently, you probably don't have a very good special teams unit. And I think that sort of we saw that every week this year in the, in, in the Viking season with it, it, it just compounded when things were going bad, it made it all the more worse. So yeah, uh, you, you could not expect a big play from the special teams to maybe jumpstart the team. If they got off to a slow start or maybe help change momentum if things weren't going there, right. Way. That didn't. And, and so often that can happen that that can make, that can make the difference. Like you've said, a player two from the special teams can be the difference between winning or losing. And we could, we never saw that from the Vikings. How many times did Marcus Sherrill spark the team with a punt return? How yeah. many times? Remember that? Or, or Cordero few, Patterson. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a, the, a few years ago at Soldier Field, Vikings were slothing around the second quarter. We didn't even have a first down. And Sherrill's took that punt return back like 60 yards for a score. Totally changed the game. You know, speaking of Sherrill's and Cordero Patterson, Percy Harvin, I think, was the best of all time that I've seen. Um or going back back in the day, Eddie Payton. Remember Eddie Payton? I do remember Eddie Payton. Um, he ran but, back a couple against us on a Monday night game. Yeah. The Vikings. <laughs> so this kind of leads into our next topic. Uh, and what we're going to start with Cordero Patterson. It was it kind of came out on, on Twitter. Twitter was all afire about a couple former Vikings, one of them being Cordero Patterson. Real quick, would you be against him coming back to the Vikings in any capacity? Just maybe, if nothing more, as wide receiver four and a specialist returner. If they're going to use him, right? I mean, yeah. The the kickoffs are being it's so. There's another thing. Why do we kick the ball to him at Soldier Field this year? Why? Why would you even? That's there's another one. Magoof, Magoof, Magoof is on fire. Um, I mean, how do you feel about it? I mean, he was. Uh, he's not no. much of a receiver, Ted. Let's be honest. Well, no, he wasn't. And, and and well, and the reason I mentioned Patterson, and I I would be, I guess, if it's a a team friendly deal, and I. But, I mean, he's kind of a one-trick pony at this point. He, he's not – he's okay. I mean, I thought the Bears uh, utilized him pretty well. I, I wish they would – I wish the Vikings would have utilized him out of the backfield more, you know, when he saw that Monday night game in Chicago or, or you know, whatever. Um, That's how the Patriots used him a lot. Yeah, yeah. And – but the reason I mentioned Cordero Patterson is to lead into Everson Griffin because there was, there was quite an episode this past week with Everson Griffin. Wow. And, and it started with there was a tweet Everson Griffin sent out with a picture of him shaking Mike Zimmer's hand at the end of the game because, you know, Everson played for the Lions this last year, this last game of the season. And the caption he wrote was, if you want it, go get it, alluding to him wanting to come back to the Vikings. And over the course of the next couple of days, he sent out Instagram photos and tweets and, and whatever about him wanting to come back to play for the Vikings. And then, like, one night, a couple of days after that, and somebody asked him, hey, would you come back with, with Patterson and get, get the band back together? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And he tagged Cordero Patterson, which kind of brought me that question. But then, then it kind of took a dark turn. He, uh, you know, he, he, he publicly jabbed Kirk Cousins and then said something to the effect, uh, ask Mike Zimmer if, if he wanted Kirk, because Kirk is, is not good, basically. He said in so many words, a lot more blunt. And then he got into a kind of a 
a little bit of a back and forth with a fan on Twitter. And then he came out and then he apologized and apologized profusely again. And then he said, well, I'm now I'm going to go get help. I just, man, I I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that whole? Sounds like whatever happened that week, that Buffalo game a couple of years ago. Yeah. The thing with the ambulance and everything, which was all really a sad event. And it's sad, Ted. It is. Of course you want somebody to be, on track with themselves first and foremost. And hopefully, hopefully there's some guys in this organization that were, that are probably still really close with Everson that can help them through this and get back on track. But. Yeah. I, I think uh, when he had that mental breakdown or whatever you want to call in 2018, that, that affected the Vikings in a profound way. I, I, that was something that nobody saw come. And I think it shook the whole team and I, and all that aside. And, and I, I think, I think everybody is in agreement. If you're not, I, what kind of human being are you? But everybody's in agreement that he needs to get himself in a good place mentally. Yes. Um, yes. And then we'll worry about whether he wants – he's a great locker room guy. Everson's yeah. a great – guys love playing with him. Um, and we lack a lot of leadership. But, you know, on a – I guess if it's a cheap deal next year, what, you know, you could look at somebody like Everson Griffin to maybe come back and assist the team. But it's about getting himself straightened up first. People were actually – talking about if we get Cordero Patterson back and if we get Everson Griffin back, we're cooking with oil. Right. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. Those two players are not going to get the Vikings where they need to go. Now I agree that Griffin would be a great locker room presence. And I think some of that veteran leadership is sorely needed in Minnesota. He's the best defensive lineman that's healthy right now, other than, well, he's the best defensive lineman other than Neil Hunter. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that kind of gets to my whole point of, yeah. If Hunter's the answer, man, what's the question? Seriously, what's the question? It's bad. It's not good. Before social media, none of this would have been known other than, you know, we're not going to re-sign him. But now, you know, with, with, with social media being what it is, you can, you know, you, you can just have a mental breakdown in front of everybody. And that's just sad. It just is. I, I, I feel bad for the guy and I, I hope he gets, I hope he gets right. And I hope he gets fixed and, We'll worry about football stuff later. So, Ev, get well, man. Get well, Everson Griffin. Sack daddy. Great player for us. Yeah. All right. So, I think that pretty much kind of covers the Vikings exclusive news. We're going to talk about uh, another Viking here in a minute um, in the shadow of Doug Peterson, Eagles coach. Got got fired. fired. Got the action. He's been through the desert on a horse with no name. Yeah. It's. It's good to get out of the rain. So now he is filling out an unemployment application. Yes, he is. After after five years in Philadelphia, where he went 42, 37 and one and won the Super Bowl three years ago, yes, uh, as as we all painfully remember, went to the playoffs in 2017, 2018 and 2019. He missed the playoffs in his first year as a coach, and he missed the playoffs this year when the Eagles went 411 and one. The reason that he was let go per the owner, I believe Jeffrey Lurie is the owner of the Eagles. He said they were unconvinced of Peterson's plan to fix the team. No, oh, that's just good. That's all. Let me tell you what happened. He went in there. There's a battle about Carson Wentz. That's what it is. One of them likes Wentz. The other one doesn't. Owner always wins out. The yeah. guy with, you know what? The guy with all the money always wins. And that Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie could like like you one day, the next day call you and say, you know what, you're a real dick. I don't want to see you anymore. That's how that guy is. <laughs> Peterson's probably thinking, I just won the Super Bowl. I'm the man. I get to make some more decisions around here. And Jeffrey Lurie's not like that. 
He's so okay. he's, he's just a coach. You're just a coach. And I think Doug Peterson and him were starting to butt heads a little bit. And that's so, I, so who do you think is team Wentz in that situation then? Probably Lurie is what I would. What that's I would. what I would argue. I think based on the way Carson Wentz has played since he came back from his knee injury, that's not an unreasonable argument to make. What's your take on that guy? Is he, is he on Hurts? Uh, no, on Hurts or Wentz? No, Hurts has a good future. He's the future of that team. We all know that. But but Carson Wentz, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was like an MVP. Yeah. I, I think he, I don't think he's been the same since he blew out his knee against the Rams. So is he damaged goods? Is he broken goods, Ted? I I don't know. It's it's hard to say because some guys can go to a place and have a fresh start and and be fine. I think Wentz is done in Philadelphia. I, I don't I don't think he can salvage his career there. I I think he can still be a decent player. I don't think he was as great as he was made out to be. He had he was on his way to having a really good 2017, but I I think his ceiling was more of the kind of the 2018 Wentz that you saw. Um, so it's, my, safe to know, say, it's safe to say his time in Philly is coming, Wentz. Nerd alert! Has somebody uh, covered Devontae Smith? For no, God's sake, somebody no. covered him! Let, let's, let's put a linebacker on him, see how that goes. <laughs> but, but whether you agree with the move or, or you disagree with the move, Jeffrey Lurie made a decisive move. He thought that this team is not going to get any better under Doug Peterson. And Hey, thanks for what you did. We gave you a statue. We gave you a Philly special statue. You're going to drink for free in the city of Philadelphia for the rest of your life. Yes, you will. But it's time to move on. <clears throat> now let, let's contrast that. Shall we? Mr. Drew Bunting. Okay. Zimmer's been the coach for one, two, three, four, five, seven years now. <laughs> He's 64, 47 and one pretty good record. Yeah. His worst. His worst record is seven and nine. His yeah. best record is 13 and three. Now, Peterson went to the playoffs three out of his five years in Philly and won a Super Bowl. Zimmer has gone to the playoffs in three of his seven years and got pantsed by Doug Peterson on his way to the Super Bowl. Hey, maybe I've been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. So, so here's my question. That was a pantsing, too. Oh, jeez. We're talking ass cheeks hanging oh, out. Like that was full, terrible. Full it was terrible. Yeah. So so Jeffrey Lurie <clears throat> saw a bad season and said, I want to get better, and it may take a while, but I'd rather get back to the Super Bowl. And, and the Vikings, I just think, are are okay with anything between 7 and 9 and probably – or 7 and 9 and, like, 11 and 5. So my question to you, would you risk 4 and 12 – for one or two years with a new coach for a shot at winning a Super Bowl, or are you okay with this good every other year? No, so in 16 be... years, if Zimmer stays for 16 years, the Vikings <laughs> will go to the playoffs, eight of them. A lot of us think, you know, this takes kind of full circle where we go with the show. You have to understand that we are from the belief we're old school fans. We can, you can still love your team and be critical of them. And I know there's yes. probably some people that watch us and go, hey, these guys are dicks, whatever, but you know, we're going to, we're going to tell, give you our opinion on, it's going to be an honest opinion, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's just going to have to go with what, that's one of the reasons we started the show is to just be honest about things. I want to get this thing turned around towards something that has, can get us fired up and has an end, end game result. You know, I just, yeah. 
I would sacrifice a four and twelve season to build some more draft assets and get get this thing. As long as something's moving in the right direction, Ted, I don't have a problem with it. That's just it, and I don't think the Vikings are headed in the right direction with the current leadership that that they have. I, I mean, don't I, care I, either. I think they've they've plateaued. I, you know, we talk about old school, and 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 yeah, folks may think we're maybe overly critical of Mike Zimmer, who's probably been the most successful coach in in memory for some fans. I mean, I, and I, and I get that. And I'm not saying that to disparage fans that are, are younger and, and haven't seen the disaster and horrors that we've seen, man. But I remember I want, this is what I want. I want the Vikings to be a legitimate contender every year. Yes. From like 1969 to 1979, the Vikings were a serious Super Bowl contender. Now they never won it. I, I get that. And they, but they went and, and every year they were on the, on the short list of teams in the NFC that was like Dallas, the Rams, the Vikings, and, and I don't know, maybe somebody else occasionally that were one of the two or three serious contenders year in and year out to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think you can say that about the Minnesota Vikings now. And I don't think you'll be able to say that consistently with Mike Zimmer well, we as mentioned, the coach. And- we mentioned Jim Finks and Bud Grant during their time together. Uh, it was 14 years or something, Ted. They won 11 division titles. That's what yeah. we want. 11 division titles. Come on. Yeah. And they now, built it. They built and, it. When they started building it, it just kept gaining momentum every year, every year, every year until they had this dominant team that that's what I want to work towards. I don't want to. It just seems like we're doing like Ngakwe stuff. It's like, what do we do? What What is the end result? What are we trying to do? So there's there's no plan that I see. There, there was when Zimmer took over. I sure. think there was a very clear plan. Get rid of the dead weight on defense, make that into his vision and get a, an offense that was good enough. And they tried it and they almost got there. And they've sort of been on the decline ever since. And I, I, I think there's they're just trying to to recapture that magic in it and they're just you know i made that winchester mansion analogy last week i i just <laughs> I, they're they're just adding a piece here and adding a part there with no real overall plan or blueprint and it's it's just something I, i'm not i'm not seeing anymore how how is next year going to be any different than the last couple it's just seems like you know what's what what can they sell me how can mike zimmer sell me on next year being competitive and making a run at the super bowl well he already did he said look seven and nine that was as good as we could have done but, you know, I mean, honestly, honestly, their plan is for those guys that got hurt this year, Barr and, and Hunter and um, uh, the, the cor- couple cornerbacks got hurt early. Their names escape me right now. Have them come back and not get hurt next year and play better than they've ever played. And we'll see what happens. I mean, you still don't have any roster depth. No. So if one of those guys get hurt again, you're kind of going to be in the exact same spot. And oh, by the way, the salary cap is going to is going to contract. It's not going to go up by 10 or 15 million like it has for the last ever since they've started doing the salary cap. It's going to it's going to contract by about 10 or 20 or who knows, but it's it's not going up. So you've got that issue with guys that now have big contracts and there's going to be a lot of guys let go in the NFL this year. Because of the salary cap issue that you're going to go, whoa, didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, whatever, whatever Buffalo's done the last three years, get those guys and ask them what they did. Because yeah, well, they traded for Stephon Diggs, so there you go. They rebuilt their offensive line. They went and got Josh Allen, who remember we used to talk about him in the draft. We were kind of uncertain on his accuracy, yeah. but look what, 
look what he's turned into. He's turned on turned into a, a quarterback that's definitely moving up the ladder of success. Yeah. Uh, they just I like see they got something to be excited about. They're yeah, moving they in the right direction. We're yep. moving in this like, a gray area. So see they make trades that help their club like Diggs and they gave up a first round pick and I, I and but for them so what? Is Stephon Diggs worth a first round pick? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you bet he is. And, and it made their team better. We trade for Yannick and Gakwe, which I thought at the time was a good trade. I, the second round pick. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, the guy Great. was here forty five minutes. I yeah. Mean, had had a cup of coffee, got on another flight, and left town. And Gakwe left us at the hotel and said he was going to get ice and never came back. <laughs> Come back, Wilson. Wilson. And he still ended up leading the team in sacks after only playing here for, what, a month? Five games? Vikings need to, need to sack up. They got to get, get it together. Uh, one of the things we talked about, tearing it all down and rebuilding it all back up. Yeah. And I don't know if you could do that with Zimmer and Spielman. It just feels stale. It feels like they're, gonna, they're trying to hold on and duct tape everything together and let's see if we can get to 10 and 6. or I don't know. I don't know really yeah. what. I mean, they really should have started the rebuild last year, to be quite honest. But, uh, meow, meow. But you're you're here now, and and you know Spielman and Zimmer aren't getting fired. Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere, and and I, I'd argue if you're going to do a rebuild, hey, those will be the three guys you start with. But we're getting to Sean Watson. That's what oh, I heard. Oh, just stop it. I'm done. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I knew as soon as I saw one post on Facebook or whatever on CBS Sports, Sean Watson wants a trade. I knew it was coming. I knew the next hour is going to be all the, the Vikings are going to get him. <laughs> Do you, you know, I, I told you to not get on Twitter and you're going to thank me for this because on Twitter is nothing but photoshops of Deshaun Watson wearing purple <laughs> and just these insanely ridiculous, stupid trade proposals. We're not getting Deshaun Watson. He's not coming. The cavalry, the cavalry is not coming over the hill. Circle the wagons, baby, because it's going to be a rough couple of years. Because you look at next year's schedule, it's worse than this year's schedule. And they don't have to, they don't have the cap space and they don't have the talent to get better right now. I, I don't know where it's going to come from. So we'll see. Mary Fisk, our good friend Mary Fisk. She's in our we I mentioned what last week we're in this Facebook uh, Vikings group called the Gallahorn and Mary's a, a integral part of it. Um, she, she asked basically, look, uh, look, I know Mike Zimmer's not getting fired, but, but in a, in a fairy tale world or a perfect world, if you could hire your own guy and, and, and get a new coach, who would it be? Hmm. Drew, you go, who, who would it be? <clears throat> First off, I'll start by saying this. And thank you for the question, Mary. And thank you for this koozie and this bitching banner you sent me. I, you know who I like? I like Todd Bowles. And before you say, that guy failed with the Jets. I like Todd Bowles. I think he's a great coach, football coach. He's really? got a great defensive mind. And I know he had a little in, interim disaster when he went to Miami, when he was interim coach there. And I know the time at the Jets didn't work out at all. But I like, I like Todd Bowles. I'd have Todd Bowles and I'd have Anthony Lynn as my defensive coordinator. Okay. I think he will get another head coaching job, and I, I really – I'm a big Todd Bowles fan. So, well, so here's my theory on, on leader of men kind of stuff. And I'm going to bring in the name that you're probably not going to want to hear. 
but Urban Frank Meyer is is considered one of the leading candidates for the Jacksonville Jaguars job. He's got the Jacksonville job. You heard it from me first. Okay. He's, oh, assem- okay. he's assembling his staff. All is these other really? interviews, that, that he's taking that job. Book it, people. Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock. Back to you. So Urban Meyer, I would argue, is a phenomenal leader of, of college-age players, 18 to 22-year-old men. He's, he was a psychology major, I think. And, and he knows what buttons to push and, and how to get guys to, to attain what they didn't think they could achieve. Zimmer's one of those old school, my way or the highway guys. And, and I think for maybe a season or two, that works if, if you're a bad team and all of a sudden you start getting results, people start buying in. Um, but no matter what, no matter how good of a leader you are, with the exception of maybe Bill Belichick in this era, your, your message grows stale. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that type of style or philosophy can last very long, because if you don't win it soon, you're not going to win it. And I think we're there with the Vikings and as to who they would get, I would like to find a guy in college. Like, you know, I know Steve Sarkeesian's going to Texas, but, but that guy, he, he went through Ohio state's defense. Like the German army went through France in world war two, man. I mean, Dude, it wasn't bad. That- Sarkeesian's offense last night should be put in the football Smithsonian. It, it should. That, I hate to say it, but he, he, he found was, he was ten steps ahead of him all night. He found every single Ohio State weakness and he exploited it on just about every single play, uh, with without fail. That was a masterful job of play calling and coaching and preparation and 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 putting your players in a position to succeed. Absolutely. Find me that guy. Find me that guy that can look at the Vikings offense and say, I know exactly what to do with these players in these situations, and I'm going to exploit them every single week. And have the same thought process from your coach to your coordinator. Attack, yes. attack, attack, attack. Yes. yes. I'm sick but, of sitting back and getting kicked in the nuts every week. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. Attack. But, but you know what? Let's let's run 40 times a game. Woo! <laughs> Vikings fever. Catch it, baby! Ted, they got a, Ted, 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 Ted. They got a running offensive line. They built the offensive line to be mobile and athletic, and then they get a quarterback who's not mobile. I mean, what is it? You need... What that's another, it? Yeah, that's another piece of the, you know, of the Winchester the action, that? slap a door on the wall. I mean, get, get a quarterback but not get a line that's built to pass protect and, and give him a clean pocket to throw out of. I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. Just kind of, you know, the Vikings, it just kind of feels like they hit the iceberg and they're just waiting for the Titanic to sink. <laughs> just Spielman just needs to get in the bridge, put his uniform on and go down with the ship, man. <laughs> ah, whatever. I'm so done. I'm so done. I just want about the guys that were playing those violins out there. Uh, the, the boat's sinking and the guys are, yeah, they Gators, did. Dude. I mean, I don't want to tell Find you me those guys. Those are the guys you want on your football team. We're dying, but we're going to play. We're going to play the violin until we freeze to death in the frigid Atlantic Ocean. That's a gamer, baby. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play. Find me those guys. Find me those guys. Find me those violin guys. Give me those violin. They can play special teams better than what we had this year, I bet. Okay, we need to get Spielman on the phone and then the <laughs> violin guys from the Titanic. I'm pretty sure they're not with us anymore. But uh, they're dead. They probably died. 
challenge flag, challenge flag. All right. All right. So I think that wraps up our NFL talk this week. Yeah. Um, I believe it is now time for our ever popular Toonses trivia. Are we going to have Toonses trivia? Toonses. Okay. We will be back with Toonses trivia. But for right now, we got another exciting commercial that we like to bring you here at Vikings Report. And we will talk to you in a moment. I'm a beautiful strawberry when squirted with whipped topping from a can. I'm more beautiful when swiggled with Cool Whip. She is more beautiful, but didn't that cost a lot? About the same as yours. And swiggle tastes fresher than the leading whipped topping from a can. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Cool Whip Swiggle non-dairy whipped topping. So fresh tasting. Won't somebody Cool Whip Swiggle me? Don't mess with me. You're Parquet Marjorie. I said Parquet, come here. Uh-oh. You smooth? You're creamy? You taste like butter? You're butter. Parquet. Sir? Parquet Margarine from Kraft. The flavor says... Butter. Welcome to Toonsa's Trivia. We're going to do the $25,000 pyramid. We have six categories. Both of you are going to be answering. I'm going to give you three minutes. Hi, Toonsies. And then... Hello, Hello. Toonsies. Hello, Toonsies. Hello. You won last week. We got revenge coming against yes. you. Yeah. Yes, I did. So if you guys have trouble with a category, I'm going to say pass or next or something like that. And if you get it okay. right, I'll tell you you're correct. And we'll go to the next one. All right. Are you ready? Let's, Let's go. go. And go. Tommy Mason. Chuck Foreman. First round draft picks. Position. Viking first round running right. back picks. Got it. Next. Yes. I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. I'm an early bird and a night owl, so I'm wise and have worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. What? I don't hate it. I just don't like it at all, and it's terrible. It's not like booze ever killed anyone. <laughs> I love my employees, even though I hit one of you with my car. <laughs> things Randy Moss says. Things, yeah, things <laughs> Randy Moss would say. No, okay, we're going to go to the next one. Pass. Pass. Kevin. We'll come back to it. We'll come back Mo. to it. Pat. Williams. The Williams. Yeah, people named Williams. Correct. Vikings named Williams. All right, next. Line up and wait. Cleared for the option. Request to transition airspace. Uh, Mi- things mayday. a pilot would say. Yeah. Things a pilot would say. <laughs> yes. Oh, Not mayday, well, my God. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> All right, next. Dante Culpepper. Fred Smoot. Mawel de Moore. Guys, I'm a love boat. Yes. Next. <laughs> Next. Peyton Next. Manning deserved the Heisman. How's that Rose Bowl record? Things that Randy Moss said. Yes. No. You have half. You have half of a national title since 1948. Ted, what things Ted Roberts says about Michigan? All right, guys. Back to number two. Ready? All right. Yep. Yes. I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. 
I'm an early bird and a night owl, so I'm wise and have worms. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little dishes. Sounds like something Yogi Berra would say. I don't hate it. I just don't like it at all, and it's terrible. It's not like booze ever killed anyone. Tell Things him that Michael me. Scott says. Yes. Michael Scott says. <laughs> yes. I, I wouldn't have gotten it. I had no idea. All right. So, uh, Tunsis, thanks for the $25,000 pyramid trivia. Um, I think I think we actually did pretty good. Uh, f- first of all, one bit of protest. A pilot would not say mayday, 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 unless he was going to die. That was a terrible clue. That was awful. It's definitely awful. Hey, I got that from Google. <laughs> well, that's where I got my pilot <laughs> license, so it's all good, I guess. Mayday, mayday, we're going down. <laughs> all right. So our last segment, it's uh, it's playoff pick time, kids. And if you remember, if you're just joining us in your first episode, last week we started this with the Super Wild Card Weekend, and, and Drew and I made a, a friendly bet. Uh, Drew has, is known... Uh, to partake in the waging of, of, uh, and the sin of gambling. I'm not, I can't gamble to save my life. Time to start a casino in Tajikistan. Uh, so we didn't bet any money, but we did bet that the loser, uh, because Drew and I are both, I'm, I'm a big Ohio state fan. As, as you heard at the beginning of the show, Drew is a huge Michigan fan. Um, so what we decided is that the loser has to sing the other rival school fight song after the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and I believe, Tunes, what's the score? What's the current standings? Ted did a clean sweep. Clean sweep. And Drew, you have four. We, we've got two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Our, uh, I'll make sure I've got the, the schedule right. Uh, our two Saturday games. Uh, the NFC Divisional Playoff Round are the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers. And the AFC divisional round, the Baltimore Ravens against the Buffalo Bills. Pick them. For the NFC game, I'm going to pick the Rams in an upset. I think the Rams' defense matches up exceptionally well against the Packers' offense. I am going to take that horrible, stinky team from Wisconsin. Much as I hate to, I got to make up some ground somewhere. All right. And, uh, you know what? We'll make this fair. We'll flip flop back and forth. I don't want to make you pick first all the time. Let's you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. It. All right. All right. The second game on Saturday is the Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills circling the wagons for the. Nobody NFL. circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking Buffalo all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I, I think it's going to be – well, I don't know about the Super Bowl, but, yeah, Buffalo's going to win this game, I think. Uh, the Sunday games. I think America's sweetheart, the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs. What, what, what about Pittsburgh, dude? <laughs> oh, jeez. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> know what happened to the Steelers but it was wonderful to see the Browns and the Chiefs are the the early game Sunday followed up the NFC game are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints I'm going first this time yes flip-flop I'm picking the Chiefs I am taking the Chiefs all right 
And then the second game. Yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Man, this is a tough game. It is. This is the toughest game of the weekend. It is. I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can catch up. At least I got a shot. So so what's going to happen is I'm either going to have an insurmountable lead or we're going to be tied up. This may be my last show ever. (laughs) (laughs) Been a good run. Been a good run. (laughs) Three episodes. See you, folks. All right. Good picks. Good picks. So our picks are in the book. Uh, trivia is in the book. Our, our this week's discussion is in the book. I think Mr. Drew Bunting and Tunsis, the cat that runs this great trivia with no opposable thumbs. How you do that, I don't know. Time. The only thing between them and opposable thumbs. Congratulations. We're done. I think we're finished. Thank you so much to all the listeners and the viewers and all the subscriptions. And, and everybody's just been great with their support so far. Mary, thanks for sending in the question, and that's pretty much all I got. If you got a question for the show, leave it in the YouTube account. Go to our Facebook page. Again, uh, the Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Leave a question in one of the comments there. Thanks so much. Thanks to Liz, and thanks to Tunes for the questions. And It's just been a great run so far. I hope we can keep it up. Try and do better next time. We'll see you for Episode 4. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. Good night, Ted.